Hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So it's another good one. Yes, you're welcome. Today, we're speaking with Felicity Nicole. Here we are, 98 episodes later. Here we are, three months into 2023. Is today the day that maybe you might want to make a change or think that you want to do something a little different? It's never too late. What did I tell you guys? I was turning 60 when I got this wonderful microphone and started this podcast. So that means I'm going to be like 62 this year. It's never too late. We still have time. So Felicity is the creator and owner of She Is You, the brand for midlife women seeking transformation and healing through a community of togetherness. That's why it's called sisterhood. That is such a missing piece. That is such a piece and you know you hear we we use the word tribe very loosely and community bet midler said it back in my day is you got to have friends you yeah. got to have friends and support and we're going to get into this author this coach and her story it doesn't have some pretty parts but she's here to tell it which then has to give you a little hint that it worked out. So with that, I say thank you and welcome, Felicity. Stephanie, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, I started this little midlife community right before COVID, querying my memoir. And I heard back, ladies, just like Stephanie said, there's always that chance. I heard back from somebody and I remember I got a letter in the mail and I opened it. And it was from somebody from New York that said, we're not saying no, but nobody knows who you are. And and like my best Jim Carrey, dumb and dumber ass. I'm like, so you're telling me there's a chance. (laughs) You know what? You didn't hear no. So exactly. I'm like, there's a chance. I'm going to build the community. I've always wanted to. And the reason behind my why with that was, When I went to my own healing journey, when I was married to my ex-husband, I didn't have a place to turn to. I turned to YouTube and found meditations. So, you know, I'm not downing YouTube, 
That's what helped me regain my confidence and courage just to leave an abusive marriage. Mm -hmm. The community, I want women to turn to as a place to seek solace and support through their own healing journey, whatever that may be. And I love the fact that it's a sisterhood because we have a really hard time building friendships in our 40s and 50s, -hmm. but to build authentic friendships that we're on this journey together. And that's the beauty of it. And I love it. I don't consider it work. That's when you know you're doing what you love because it's it's not work at all. So we jumped ahead. We've given some hints, but I'll always start with, you know, tell us about you anywhere you want to start. There's a lot. So everybody buckle up. I'm hearing it also for the first time. So it all started a long time ago. I am a survivor. I am a Mm. domestic abuse survivor. I am a trauma survivor. I've been mentally, emotionally, and physically abused since I was little. Um, God bless my mom and dad. They did the best job they can, but um, it was toxic. I saw my dad try to kill my mom at the age of 10. And here I am, and it's in the book. I'm I'm a 10-year-old, and Mm. I'm in the hallway, and I'm looking ahead, and I see my mother sitting on the floor with her head wide open, just blood Mm. coming down. So what would your response be as a 10-year-old? There are millions of different ways that we can respond. And I rolled up just a bunch of toilet paper, and I went over to her, and I just started blotting, and I just said, Mom, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Uh So that was a first instinct that I was a healer, because I Uh am. But it was from that point forward, you know, God bless her. She worked her butt off to raise four rowdy kids. And um, we gave her a run for her money, but we raised ourselves. She shut down. It was like Lord of the Flies. There was a lot of abuse. And that's part of that generational trauma is when you are raised in a family unit like that, you're groomed into certain roles. And so I was groomed into the role of not going to be successful. I'm the idiot. I was actually nicknamed. I have a nickname, Stephanie. My nickname is Wheezy. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Wheezy's Mm -hmm. story is one of constant failure, never feeling good enough, not pretty enough, never going to achieve her dreams because she's the fuck up. And so all of that grooming led me into the arms of my first husband. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. 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 Yes. The attraction. Yes. Yes. I didn't know any better. This is normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wound up being married to um, an alcoholic. It was, uh, I think it was 11 years when we finally, I mean, that included like the divorce too, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I dealed with abandonment during my pregnancy. My mom turned her back on me. I, so there's just a lot of that. And I knew immediately after I had my son that I had to get out of this marriage because it was just like, no, not normal. Like I could feel that, but you know, you had to play, you gotta be a peacekeeper until you can figure things Mm -hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting mm-hmm. is when you, when you are in a domestic violence situation, you are trapped. And what they do is your abuser will pull everything out of you. So whatever was left in me from a boss, a coworker, because I was really good at my job, he pulled it out. So there was no confidence, no self-esteem, financial abuse as well, too. 
So you weren't going to be able to make it on your own because you're going to fall on your face and then you're going to mm-hmm. call back. To me. I mean, those are the stories that were told to me by him. And I believed it for the longest time. And my mom and dad, they were my escape house during those years where things got really um, ugly physically. Mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. pack up my son and escape and get peace. But when they passed away in 2013, I didn't have that. So that's where my action plan took in like, okay, I'm going to wind up. Took a different turn. I'll wind up, you know, dead Mm -hmm. if I continue to do this. So I convinced him, my plan was we're going to buy the house across the street from my little brother. That was my safe house then. So I convinced him and then I made my action plan. And, you know, it amazes me how God puts us on these journeys because it's been a hard, hard, hard journey. But at the very end, Stephanie, when you can find gratitude and joy and all of that pain and suffering, that's tapping into God's like infinite abundance. And that's the point to where I'm at. And that's the beauty and grace in my story is I can't blame my parents for what they did. I forgive my siblings. I don't have any contact with them. I love them dearly. My ex, I wish him no harm, you know, but that's. Sometimes what we have to do, Hmm. ladies, in order to rebuild ourselves, you have to really look at that bigger picture and desire. How bad do you want it? How bad? Because I knew I could feel it in my belly. That's your sacral chakra. That's your power center. I could feel that I was meant for something more. I just couldn't tap into that because I was surrounded by just chaos and toxic. I think that forgiveness and your ability to... Now that speaks volumes, which has probably helped you rise from your ashes because you weren't carrying the baggage of shit that was dealt to you. You weren't carrying the, I'm a fuck up because of my parents and my siblings. And then I further fuck it up because of my choice in a partner at the time. Like you were just like, hey, appreciate you guys got the lesson. Here are my scissors. Let me cut. You know, we're cutting bait now and I'm out. Yeah. Lots of prayers to God, lots of tears. It's not easy. Oh, yeah. No, not yeah, not yeah. just like, oh, someone cut yeah. the line and, and let Felicity keep walking. Yeah. I wish it yeah. was. <laughs> right. If only. But God, yeah. it's no coincidence that I, I hate the word. I hate to use the word need, but those experiences were probably necessary. And the contrast was necessary to really open your mind to the possibility of your greatness and more. Exactly. Just like you, just like everybody else that's been through that darkness, we usually mm-hmm. come out with that light, that understanding, that knowledge, that knowing. And it just resonates so deep with me. It's just extreme peace at this point. And it doesn't mean that life is perfect because mm-hmm. we're always are going to have some sort of challenge, hiccup, negativity that's going to kind of come in. It's just how you train your mind to deal with it. And so for me, it has been, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this? Mm. Yeah. There's the lesson. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Because this really sucks right now. This is a really shitty moment, but boy, there's something here. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I got to tell you, 
I won't forget the day that I left him. It was the week before Thanksgiving. We had an ice storm in Chicago. So literally like the front porch steps were covered in ice. My son was probably six. He did not Mm -hmm. know my sister Mm -hmm. had him. And I found a little house to rent for 850 bucks. And I remember the movers coming in and they're like, okay, ma'am, we're here to move you. And I said, well, we're just going to take these three or four pieces and just broke down crying Mm. because I was afraid. Am I going to be able to do this? That Mm. fear, they instill it so hard. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the biggest obstacles to overcome. But then that opens the doors for so many more awesome things to happen, but then yet prepares you for the next biggest hurdle. So that was a pretty big step because in the past you had, as you described, safe houses, which sounds to me like you had the space to go and let the situation cool down a little, but you knew it was never for good. It was just, oh, let's let him calm down or whatever for a few hours a day, and then you go back, and then you go back, and then you go back. And big difference between that little cooling off period and I rented a house. Yeah, (laughs) it is. And so what brings a woman to a point to Mm. do that, right? There's a couple different factors. And I was making nine bucks an hour too on top of it. So after I paid the movers, I had 45 bucks to my name and I was like, whoa, awesome. We're going to get some food, you know, mm-hmm. bit of food. Yeah. I mean, I was on cloud nine. This was perfect. But what pushes a woman to do that, it's, I think it, it goes down to you're in survival mode. It's mm-hmm. like, if I stay here, I'm either going to be dead. There's no either. Yeah. It's, or on a sofa, just highly medicated. I mean, what is that teaching my son? So we have to do hard things and we can. And I think a lot of us maybe were groomed with that we couldn't, or we are unsure of, or we don't have the confidence, mm-hmm. but you know, women, we can stand in our power and we can make those tough decisions. We don't need to lean in on somebody else to do that, whether it's a man, a woman, mom, or dad. I mean, mm-hmm. that is the kicker because what did God do? Who did I lean into? I leaned into my safe house, which was my mom and dad. What did God do? Mm-hmm. They died three months apart from each other. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. going to happen now? So if he was not preparing me for the next lesson. Right. So I'm just curious because you have a strong belief. And with that belief, then again, regardless of how shitty and like, wow, this really sucks right now. But you said you knew like you knew, like you just always felt more. I'm destined for better. Having that confidence as a child, you just had a connection with God. What happens? And, uh, you know, you, God is, yes, how you're recognizing versus I know everybody. It's whatever your foundation is. It's whatever your higher belief is. In this case, it it is God. And and again, no coincidence. You're absolutely correct. No coincidence. Like, oh, she uses the parents. Let's fix that. I always say God has a wonderful sense of humor because just when you think, well, okay, or or you're even questioning the existence of like, hey, did you forget about me? Where, what the hell? Yeah, this is how it's really going to be. This is how I'm going to show you instead. And it's never the way. 
were you expecting, you know, two, three months apart? This is how I'm going to no. show yeah. you how. Yeah. You know, Kesha has that song. I think it's called Praying. And she puts it perfectly, like that whole feeling of abandonment from God, mm-hmm. from source, mm-hmm. from universe. Mm-hmm. That's hardcore. And that is where I think we can shift our mindset really fast when we can comprehend that we have actually never been abandoned because he's always mm-hmm. been by our side. Mm-hmm. Yep. Change your story just like that. I think also part of the problem, I know in my situation, and I can speak for me, is I always think I have the better plan. Ha. Huh. Isn't that so funny? Like, of course, well, I'm in charge and this is how I think this should play out until someone, I don't know, takes me out by my ankles, literally like, yeah, you're not going to be able to really like leave your house. You've got to stay here. You've got to face your shit. You've got to, I'm like, well, this is interesting, isn't it? Huh. I knew right away. Like I had fallen and broken my ankle and I knew right away, like I had never broken a bone. I'd never had an operation. And I'm like, isn't this funny? Let me ask you, what were you trying to take control of? So this was, uh, my, all my kids were still living at home. I was working and, and home life just wasn't good. It just wasn't good for all of the relationships. And I would go to work and I work, it's an hour commute every in each direction. And then every night I would stop somewhere, visit a friend, maybe go shopping. I would not come home right away because I just didn't want to deal with the bullshit that was going on. Mm-hmm. But as I learned very quickly, I knew my house was on fire. I knew it, but I didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. So if I'm not there, I don't have to deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. Until I walked down 12 steps. My disclaimer, alcohol was involved, number one. I wasn't, wasn't 100%. Alcohol was definitely involved. But I walked down 12 steps. I get on that last step. I'm going nowhere. I'm on the floor. now, And there I corkscrew an ankle, turn it the other way. Totally dis- ugly is what it was. But the body's a wonderful thing. But I I couldn't leave my house unassisted. So there I was in my house having to work it all out with everybody. And I knew within the first week I was home. As a matter of fact, I was just a, a Facebook memory came up where it must have been around this time of year that I came home from the hospital. And I knew right away. I'm like, all right, I get it. I get it. I know you tapped me on the shoulder. I kind of flicked it away. I knew better. I knew better. And now you're you're taking me out where I cannot do anything unassisted. Nonetheless, walk. I was non-weight bearing for three months and in a boot for another nine. Gotcha. Yeah. A lot of it was me. Common denominator. I know we are. are. I uh, had to deal a lot with me and the way I looked at everything. And as then once I was, once I saw it better, then they were able to, they all came together. I was the one getting in the way. It was I. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really interesting time. But like I said, I knew right away why this all happened. And I'm like, well, isn't this interesting? And and I mean, it brought back so many. Growing up, my mother was always sick. 
and in a hot in the hospital for like months on end. So my biggest thing was as growing up, we knew the drill. And I was really pissed when I first came home from the hospital because they weren't doing the drill. Like they weren't, you know, stepping up because I couldn't do things. And then I realized I'm like, I never wanted them to know the drill. I never wanted them to have a sick mother. I never, that's me and the drill, not them. They don't even know what the hell the drill is. And thankfully they, you know, that type thing. So I'm like, this is me. I am smack in the middle of a lot of shit that I needed a so much quiet time and I got it. Yeah. So when do you start writing and did it result from just journaling or you're, you yeah. knew that yours was not the only story out there? Exactly. Yeah. Cause there's thousands of us. I started writing pen to paper when my mom died. So in 2013, that's when I started to write. And I would, mm-hmm. it was literally pen to paper. You put it away, deal with life, pen to paper, put it away, deal with life. So this has been a project since 2013. And it, I was picked up for publication two summers ago. So we'll talk, this is a funny story. So it's, you know, it's picked up two summers ago. And now the book is to be, I think, the end of May. So we're going with pre-order links and things excellent, like that. Excellent, excellent, excellent. We're excited. As a spiritually gifted gal, I have guides and people will, things will talk to me and I'll dream. So anyways, this is a really cute, funny story because I had this dream that a pink envelope was hand delivered to me and it was from a publishing, it was an agent. And I woke up going, it's here, it's here, it's coming, it's here. And then two weeks, I'm like, it's coming. It's here. (laughs) Didn't you hear me? (laughs) I know. And so that was one of my biggest lessons to learn is patience. Because when spirit Mm. talks to you, it's like their timeline and our timeline is completely different. But when I did finally receive, I poked around and I saw on the website, the pink and the script. And I was like, holy cow. And I had to email her. I had snapshot and I'm like, you. and so, I mean, I received confirmation. It was just two years. It is a great example, again, of the timeline, just as we think, okay, well, this isn't working out. I get it. And there's always better planned for you. And it's not just words and it's not empty words. It's well-proven, but it's that time and patience. It's, you know, Marissa Tomei. Stomp, stomp, stomp. It's click. It's it's ticking. It's ticking. Where is it? Where is it? That is the hardest one. I'll get there. The majority of us will get there because I can completely relate to that. It's we wanted it yesterday. So the sisterhood. Yes. Talk to me about all of that. Again, you know you're not alone. Do you seek out? Do you look for others in your situation, maybe a support group or, hey, who has a similar whatever, took a little validation? Or do you realize there's a big void, as you said earlier, that no one's talking about? And let's lift this little veil of shame and get this shit out there. Yes. And that's what the sisterhood is about. So Mm -hmm. it is um, a beautiful, growing monthly community. So I host classes once a month live uh, mm-hmm. just because I like to do that. And it's classes all around, 
you know, things from, you know, coping with changing family dynamics, you know, divorce or elderly parents and how are we learning to um, handle that as well as working on it. Cause I love inner child work, working with your inner child. Mm. Exactly. So we host monthly classes. We have monthly community chats in my local area in the Chicagoland area. I am out and about doing community conversations and building the community that way as well, too. My goal is to eventually be able to speak in live big community events. Like we're going to be here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. this, this, and then we're going to be here. Mm-hmm, I do, mm-hmm. It's about embracing and releasing that shame mm-hmm. and just loving the imperfection of life. I mean, mm. sometimes it's really good and sometimes it sucks. Sometimes we love our children and sometimes they are a-holes. They are. Yeah. But as it, you know what? And so are we. Yeah. hundred percent. Sometimes and we so love our spouses and then I'm like, oh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you qualify for a friend. There are definitely those days. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So you're a thousand things. You're a thousand things. Everything, you know, spiritually, the healing, the Reiki, the empath. Where do you even begin to find your validation and support for your gifts? Did you go to someone or just all you and you're like, all right, this is how I'm going to do it? Well, growing up, I knew I was gifted because I would see ghosts mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as part of that, that's a trauma response, to be honest with you. We go within and we figure out and we solve. But I, it was just doing the work myself rebuilding my self-esteem. The Reiki, I've got my healing community now. I've had them for probably the past eight, nine years. But I just, we just like to just get together and just talk, play with the cards, full mm-hmm. moon meditations, you know, just play our chakra too. Yep. Yes. Just mm-hmm. that I don't want to say it's witchy, but it's it's nice to gather and it's nice yeah. when, again, when you have those abilities and then you're with others with the same and if not better, more, it's magical. It is. And we've been doing this for centuries. Women have mm-hmm. been gathering mm-hmm. for centuries. So we're only doing what we innately have been called to do for centuries. Right. And that's where the sisterhood. And we need from. more of it. Yeah. It's funny. I was interviewing someone earlier and we talked about midlife in this very unique space. We knew who we were as teenagers, maybe as young adults, whether you had the college experience or not, or in in the workforce. And then if motherhood was your path, then you just give yourself up. Most people lose their identity to become mom. I know that was the most important thing for me. And then, you know, you're never Stephanie for a long time. And you wonder who the hell, you know, hey, where did she go? Number one. And would I even recognize her if I saw her on the street? And, And you go, I know I went through a period you know, late 30s, early 40s of when you even looked at pictures, if even if you were lucky enough to be in a picture, because nine times out of 10, you were taking the pictures. But yes. if you were in it, it'd be like, who yeah. is that person? And, you know, like my, I'll say awakening definitely happened in mid 40s. And when I found and happened upon and it wasn't intentional, a new group of friends. 
and new friends I had like made since I don't know outside of work, outside of my kids, you know, moms and and school and random strangers. You never know. That's that soul connection. That's what we do. We rediscover who we are. So important. Yeah. And it may look different. It may feel different. You may even have different likes and dislikes. I'm coming across that more and more as, Mm -hmm. as we, as a collective evolve, it's like what we used to consider likable or acceptable and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. We may not belong and that's okay. I'm 46 in May and I'm learning how to play the cello. I've never once played a music instrument in my life. And yeah, it's just all about finding what you enjoy, who you are. Absolutely love that. Yeah. The love within. So in your offerings, so it's your membership, you do have some coaching. I do. Yeah. So I, um, we have the membership, which is, I believe it's $49.99 a month. Um, I saw that. and And it's so funny because I'm like, Okay, so for the price of one week's coffee, yeah, for all of us, for one month, you get this wonderful avenue of support. Yes. yes. Crazy. Yes. It is. It is. And then access to, because access to me, like shoot me an email. If you're struggling, DM me. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you. It might take a day or two. I've got assistance, but like, seriously, like, yeah. That's just what it's about. And then the one-on-one coaching, you know, I do that. I love the mentorship, which is the woman that has just been like me through the ringer, but that takes a special type of woman. And I've mm. had a lot of on me because once it reaches that point of sacrifice, mm. you get scared. Yeah. yeah. And we back out, but there's a lot. Well, of- it's going, it's the going back to, you, you mentioned, you know, obviously the inner child, you mentioned you as that 10 year old. Once you do go back to that little girl, it's travel. It's travel. I just got goosebumps even thinking about it because it is a lot. It's not for the faint of heart. No, because when they talk to you and then I see your tears and and I get tears Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. when you connect with your inner child, she's going to talk to you and you're going to have to love her. Right. And you're going to have to reparent her. And you're going to have to spoil her. I have a dollhouse in one of my bedrooms upstairs. Mm-hmm. I bought myself a $12 tool skirt from Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's pink and it's flowy because she wants to dance and she wants to sing, but she's been so shamed to be in the corner right. that it's a slow pull and the trust. And she's been let down a lot, but it's leaning into my masculine for the trust, the safety and the security sheet. So it sounds bizarre. If people can digest this, this is the work. This is what we do in the community. This is what I do. It's absolutely beautiful to be able to reconnect with all of that and give her the life that she was meant to give her. What am I doing, Stephanie? Her, the voice to speak. No, no, I'm going to cry. But that's mm-hmm. just it. And that's it's, and you did from that level of forgiveness, because a lot of people who, you know, have experienced rough beginnings, to say the least, and have not come out. Nobody's unscathed. No, no one is not scarred. It's there. But your level of forgiveness is one that is 
I'm going to say unusual, a beautiful, but that also, from what I see and what I hear, really enabled you to take off. <sighs> to move forward, just to move yeah. forward. Yeah. yeah. And that's the next book to write because that is that needs to be heard and it needs to be taught. I know there's the amazing teachers out there that teach that like Deepak mm-hmm. and I mean, he's passed or, away. Or Felicity. Yeah. Well, that's just it. Yes. <laughs> I want yes, or Felicity. Yeah. Yes. Let's not, let's, let, let's include her. Let's, I want to include Thich Nhat Hanh, the monk. Mm-hmm. It's called mm-hmm. Inner Peace. That was the first book I read when I was like, what the fuck did I grow up with? And what is my family doing to me? And he broke it down with the inner child and how to make peace with forgiveness. And I owe it. it, It's to him. God, you know, rest his soul that he has passed. That is one of the first books that I tackled. And then I was like, I need more. I need more. I need to get into this. And I've got an amazing support team because of what I do. And it's beautiful. It's it's not easy, but it's doable and it's proven. So again, Byron Katie, what makes it true? Just because mm-hmm. I said it's true. A lot of people will believe it if something or someone has achieved it. So it is true. We're looking, mm-hmm. you know, we're looking at you as a as a very good example. We're going to read about it at the end of May. And yeah. It's true for anyone that might, you know, find themselves in a situation where they don't think buying, you know, renting a little house is a possibility. They don't think anything, you know, arranging for movers or doing it or making the plan. It is a possibility and it can happen. Moving forward, moving forward for growth in your life or, or that there's a higher source out there that's greater than us. There's a stagnation in the world right now that we could use just more and more people just to open their eyes that there is a greater source. I don't want to be the Bible thumper that's like, it's God, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's not me. That's for somebody else. But if we could just have more people open their eyes to a greater source, it would raise our vibration because yes. We're in a healing. The earth is in a healing. We're shifting. Everybody knows that. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening. There is. But boy, your story. Ooh, I can't wait to read it. Number one. So the name of the book again is called Pieces of Me by Felicity Nicole. By Felicity Nicole. And that should be coming out then. May 30th is the book date. So um, I'm on TikTok. There's Instagram. We have pre-order links that we're in the process of making. Um, So just follow my social media. I love, I got to tell you, I'm having fun on, on TikTok. That seems to be where it is. So I absorb everything TikTok offers. I fall down the rabbit hole, but I do learn a lot. I definitely learn a lot. I do order a lot of those silly products and I could probably be a product tester. I'll be one of those, uh, which one worked, which one didn't. But yeah, I think it's a great way to get the message out there and really just to connect. I mean, here we are. Loving this uh, podcast ability to meet interesting, wonderful women like you and make the connection. That's what it's about. It's been a pleasure. 
Honestly, yeah, you are a doll. Thank you so much. So Instagram, Felicity Nicole. Yep. TikTok, Felicity Nicole. Are we staying? Um, uh, I think it's like midlife. Oh, okay. So, like whatever midlife. it is, we'll put it in yeah. the in the in the show notes. Yeah. So we'll TikTok you, and then a website or she'sumag.com. Yes, where you'll find membership coaching. There's a ton of free resources and tools, worksheets, workbooks, all that fun stuff. This is it, people. I live in this little office and I type away to inspire women to be better, to stand in their power. (laughs) And again, don't forget, we've all got it. We all have it. You all feel the nudge, the push, the shove. Use it. Use it. Use it not only for yourselves, but, you know, for the other, especially the younger ones that might be just watching and listening. That's why we have it. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Loved, loved, loved this. All right. So as usual, what did I say earlier? I knew you would love it. Always five-star review. Five, five, nothing but five. Five on Apple, five on Spotify. Remember, still late to the ratings game. Nothing less than, I mean, really, if you think you can only color in four, honestly, keep going. Save it for someone else. We appreciate the effort, but we need five. Comments joyfoundhere.com. I want to see them all. And don't worry, we'll keep it coming. Plenty of time. It's March. It's the beginning of the year. Wake up one day and just do one thing, one thing just to get yourself started. I did one thing almost two years ago, and now I'm two episodes away from 100. I mean, it's crazy. You never know what could happen. So try it. Be well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.